Earthlings, and welcome to your weekly dose of newsy infotainment. It's Let's Be Treasonable, coming to you from various places in and around Los Angeles, including Treasonable Studios, with your supersized panel of cognitive dissidents this week. Joining us for her first time, she was a staff writer on season 16 of Jimmy Kimmel Live, but in her past life, she was a fundraiser and communications consultant for Pinko Kami Causes in Washington, D.C. Wonderful to have her with us today. Welcome to Julianne Simmons. Welcome. Hey. Hi, guys. Hey. Excited to be here. Hey. Right. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining. Very, very excited to have you here. Also excited to have a semi-regular feature on the show. He's a comedian, an actor, a raconteur, a juggler of both words and objects. Fresh off the release of his debut comedy album, a little off the top of my head, it is Mr. Jim Coughlin. Welcome, sir. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure Woo. to be here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Also a regular feature on this show. She is a comedian, a mom, and a strong woman extraordinaire. If you don't know her, if you don't love her, you have an opportunity to do both by checking out her comedy special, I'm Crowning, which is on Amazon, Vudu, and Comcast, to name just a few of the many platforms where you can see it. Always a pleasure to have her with us, ladies and gentlemen. Jim, uh, not Jim Stewart, <laughs> Liz Stewart, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Yay. hello, thank you. Yeah, oh, no, we'll yeah. yeah. after if I were Jim Stewart, it would be fine, also. <laughs> I don't even know who Jim Stewart is. Uh, as always, I don't either, but I'm sure he's lovely. <laughs> I would hope so. It's at least he's in, <laughs> he's in good company by being associated Jimmy with Stewart. you. Well, well, there you go. Speaking of Jimmy Stewart, I don't I don't know if anyone's doing unemployment or if you you go to the the whoa, whoa, bank. Whoa, whoa. Did I miss something? Are we? Did we not? Do, are we introducing everybody? No, no, no. Show? We're we're going okay. to introduce. Yeah, there's still okay. there's still two more folks. Uh, uh, who we need to get to. Uh, one of them won't okay. shut up, but indulge him <laughs> for a minute. Just because of the Jimmy Stewart thing, I, I went to the bank, uh, like, just, I, I guess, like, on the 30th of June. And a lot of people getting getting rent money out, getting the money out of their uh, their EDD cards from unemployment. And it, it, seriously, it felt like that scene from It's a Wonderful Life where everyone's making the rush on, on Bailey building and loan, you know, well, well, just how much money do you need? I need all of it. Well, well come on. I need all of it. Well, all right. Here's all of it. But, oh, come on, Mr. Wells Fargo. I need, I need. Four dollars and thirty-seven cents. Well, oh, thank you. Well, 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 thank you. Four dollars and thirty-seven cents. And now I'm going to read a poem <laughs> about my dog. Uh, but before I get to a poem about my dog, it is a pleasure. I keep talking about regular features on this show, and the man who is here just about every week we do one of them. He is a comedian. He is a scholar, and he is known as the Black Voice of Reason around these parts. Ladies and gentlemen, always a pleasure to introduce Mr. Time and Ship. Welcome. Uh, power to the people and yowza, yowza, yowza. <laughs> uh, we gonna be down there and have a poke chop sandwich with uh, Mr. Jim. So <laughs> here. Yow, 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 yow. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Belvedere. <laughs> 
Thank you, Bell. <laughs> As for me, I am Dr. David Robinson, your Vin Scully for the impending apocalypse, not to mention the one we seem to be going through currently, and we do have so much to talk about. But first, a message from our sponsors at Community Spread. It's morning in America. And people are waking up to the great taste of community spread. I kind of want toast, but it can be so boring. Butter, margarine, jams, jellies. I want something new. Here, try this. It's community spread. But you've already taken a bite out of it. What are you, smooth down there? Try it. Whoa, that's (laughs) sick. But what's in it? What's in community spread? We're still waiting for the CDC to let us know. Well, it's deli- Wait, did he just say the CDC? That's right. Community spread. Available at... Actually, I don't know where I got it. No, but seriously, back to that CDC thing. And it's not just for toast. Pancakes, waffles, sandwiches. Why, there's no telling where it'll show up. Community spread isn't recommended for older adults or people with chronic health conditions. Stop using community spread if you've experienced difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, bluish lips or face, new confusion, or an inability to arouse. Community spread. From the folks who brought you, I can't believe I'm not better. It's the toast-topping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and there's nothing you can do about it. And new from the makers of Community Spread, it's Unmitigated Spread. If you barely acknowledged Community Spread before, try Unmitigated Spread. Unmitigated Spread, it's time for a second peek. Well, having mentioned that, I think a good place to start would be to note that as of today, we are at 3.24 million confirmed cases of the COVID here in America. And I, I feel like I, I should be like going to uh, Ed McMahon, like timpani, like the old uh, Labor Day telethon. Let's check the tote board. But we are at over 136,000 deaths in America alone. America first. We're number one. Hooray for us, right? Mm-hmm. They're hoping the White House. The White House is hoping that we become numb to the numbers. It's the only chance for, well, Donald's re-election. So they're just hoping that we're like, what was it? It was Stalin who said that the death of one person is a tragedy, but the death of millions is a statistic. So that they're, yeah. they're hoping to go the way of Stalin on this. Well, yeah, that, well, I, mean, I mean, it's amazing that you have four deaths in Benghazi and they could have countless hearings. Oh, like, they're still doing it. Yeah, we got, what, 130,000 uh, dead so far. Um, well, and yesterday, I was Betsy DeVos said that, you know, it only killed 0.02% of children <clears throat> if we open up all the schools. So that's, and then somebody did the math. That's only 14,000 children dead. Uh, so. Gosh, she's such a. And not a reprehensible one of them piece of shit, you know? Yeah. yeah but, uh, you know what? Also, <laughs> it's, it's the. Um, what's really is, we're having problems also because of American behavior. These are behavioral issues that people they say, well, Orange County is now, oh, uh, they're losing it in Orange County. Well, because you guys refuse to wear a mask. You uh, fuck this. This is, a, this is a lie. It's a hoax. You know, Orange Man's not wearing, you know, we're, we're Republicans. And it's like, yeah. And now you're dying. This is Houston. <laughs> well, but I think it's... Look at Georgia. It's really behavior. I mean, yeah. they're really arrogant. Americans are the most arrogant fucking people, and they're getting what they deserve. 
and they won't stop, and they want everybody. They say this, and they're trying to make this virus democratic. How is a virus democratic? Really? Well, and that's that's the thing because you mentioned Orange County. And it's really easy to point the fingers to the Republicans because, you know, for a change, they're being really loud about how stupid they are. But I think you really nail it when you, when you say it's arrogance, because here in L.A. County, it, it is still going through the roof. And I think it's because of that arrogance. It's everyone's like cool enough to wear a mask. Yeah, not everyone, obviously. I go out on walks and I see a bunch of idiots on the street who, who don't. But for the most part, it's socially acceptable and encouraged to, to wear a mask and, and to do all this. But it's that arrogance that I think allows people to sort of make their own personal exceptions. Like, well, I, I wear a mask and all, so it's fine if I, you know, go to a bar and, and drink with people and I'm not wearing a mask because how can you wear a mask? So everyone tends to make little exceptions for themselves because of that arrogance yeah, but, and and the whole and thing is it's like is the last thing you want to do yeah but they I think mean, you're taking something away what is it that you're taking something from me it's like no the virus is saying cool you want to bring your ass out i'll kill you it's all right you can take it right back home to your family or to your parents or wherever you're trying to go you know i don't know what they got to do to you they have to stamp it on your head they think Dr. They the mark well, of the beast than Dr. Fauci. Come on. No one Fauci, cares about yeah. no one cares about anyone else but themselves anymore. And I think that's not just an L.A. problem. I think that's a America. It's everywhere problem. But I think a lot of people are acting like uh, inconvenience is the same thing as oppression. Yeah. And, right. <laughs> oh, well, uh, did you hear the one? Oh, I feel like a slave. They said, this is like slavery. I said, right. I haven't heard any oh. of you get with the whip. They've said that one. Yeah. Oh, this is like slavery, making me stay at home. Oh, okay. And meanwhile, well, the and meanwhile out, damn it. black and brown people are the ones dying in greater numbers. Uh, well, you, 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 know, you mentioned, you mentioned uh, inconvenience, but as I said to Dave many times, it's going to expose our humanity. Do we have humanity or do we not? Because that's what coming together is. It's a humanitarian thing to do to save everyone, you know, yep. but well, we you know, there's, back up. there's that old saying that, you know, youth is wasted on the young. I, I would like to expand that to, to include that uh, humanity is wasted on humans. What's that? Yeah. Liz? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what oh. else we can say to people. I don't know what else we could, you know, they, I mean, they're mad at Garcetti. They're mad at Newsom. You're mad at the, I mean, the nurses are going in. Look at Houston. Have you seen what Houston's going through? Oh, and yeah. Arizona. Yeah. Oh, Houston's my, my home town. And I talked to a couple of my friends from Houston and I was like, do not let any of these maggots breathe on you. They're trying to kill you. And then I was like, when we were talking about lack of humanity last night, I kind of de- went down the, uh, the wormhole of looking at like Mount Rushmore and how that Uh-oh. used to be, um, how that used to be uh, uh, the six grandfathers of the Native American tribes that lived there, and then and how uh-huh. they were like uh-huh. like pricks who put 
And Abraham Lincoln wasn't nearly as nice as I thought he was, because mm-hmm. apparently he led, like, a Native American uh, tribe genocide, like, ordered it, and I was like, I thought that he freed the slaves, but then when you look at it, he didn't really want to free the slaves, it was more of a political move, he didn't care if black people actually survived, and then I started looking how, like, the founders of the country, like, would say things like, um, we took this country by force because we, the savages don't deserve it, and the white people have to take what's theirs, and then I was like, oh, we're all gonna die, because nobody, like, the only way that, that, that people have been taught that they win is when they deliberately fuck over other people for their I own benefit. As I told America's, you, don't keep reading. Is, America's even worse than you thought. That's going to be my new podcast, America. Yeah. It's worse than you thought. <laughs> well, I told you. I told you if you start reading, you're going to go deeper. And if you go deeper, you're going to find more shit. And if you keep, you know, like the whole statue thing, it was the, as Dave and I were talking one day, it was the, the daughters of the Confederate who were putting all this stuff out, and they also controlled your history books, and that's why you're now, as an adult, reading that you're reading that stuff out of the history book. They didn't write it in. You wouldn't have known it in high- all the stuff you're finding out now, but you didn't get it when you were in high school. You had to go dig for it. Well, you know, yeah, no, so, it, it, so you, if, if I can... Spoiler I, alert, humanity never had any humanity. All right, continue. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> well, I'd like, to, I'd like to go back uh, to Lincoln for a second. So... Um, Nebraska, please. Because what happens? What happens is, is you know, we we teach history very simply. You know, Edison invented the light bulb. Henry Ford invented the car. Lincoln's freed the slaves, right? And then people learn that actually the the truth is way more uh, subtle, or you know, it takes Nuanced. more to, to understand, right? Nuanced, yeah, and. Uh, so Lincoln was against slavery. He didn't think he could, he could, uh, as president, just end it. He didn't think he had that legal authority. But as soon as he won, having won as a Republican that was the anti-slavery party, immediately uh, the, the southern states started to secede, fired on Fort Sumter, that led to the war, then the first thing he could do was free the slaves with the Emancipation Proclamation, which just freed them in the southern territories that were rebellious. Right. It did ultimately lead to the end of slavery, but you're absolutely right. But it's it's not like he was pro-slavery. He just he was he was racist. He he didn't see blacks as equal to him necessarily. Right. And and in terms of the uh, well, in terms of the genocide, he approved the hanging of. Like thirty-five, you know, Native American uh, men. Well, yeah. well, I mean, I, I, think that, I mean, if you, if yeah. you look at it, Thomas Jefferson did not, you know, he went from the very beginning that he wanted to show that he, well, he, he believed that slaves <coughs> were inferior, and if you can go as far back as the sixteen hundreds, that was the selling point that any minority they are inferior two whites and we're going to sell it that way and they sold it for years that way it's been it's it was put in the history books it was sold that way whether you were looking at birth of a nation that was all the way through that we will show and we will put in even in our propaganda we're going to show that everybody that if you're of a uh, your people of color are in and that was a selling point that they used 
you know, to to continue. So yes, you find now you find out these things that you go, oh, that's some bullshit. Yeah, it is. But folks believed it because that's the way they sold it. I mean, it, it was well, and I think I, that way. I think a big part of it, and you look at you look at. Susan Collins, uh, I know this seems like I'm going way off base here, but you, you look at her reaction to the attempted uh, conviction. I mean, he was impeached, but uh, yeah, the Senate refused to do their jobs for a change. But, you know, how Susan Collins said that, you know, she wasn't supporting the impeachment because she thinks that Donald Trump has learned his lesson. And when we look back on these historical figures, Obviously, Abraham Lincoln isn't going to learn anything new because certain incident at the theater. But the thing is, we as a country, we as people have the opportunity to learn from the mistakes of the past. And without commenting on the whole cancel culture thing, I think it is important to have perspective on the yeah, the mistakes of the past. But unlike Trump, we should be able to learn from them and we should be able to move on from them. I, I realize we're a soundbite culture, but we need to have that amount of nuance that says, you know, okay, yeah, so Abraham Lincoln played dirty politics you know, lied about opponents, like with anonymous editorials in the press, uh, had X amount of Native Americans hanged for crimes against white people, which not really crimes, but Emancipation Proclamation. So overall, it's a win. But <laughs> we need to look at the bad things he did. And while not focusing exclusively on them, recognize that while they themselves, these acts were bad by contemporary standards, they do not negate the good. It's like when idiots on the conservative, quote unquote, pro-life side like to talk about how uh, the woman who founded Planned Parenthood was... Uh, Eugenicist. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you know, we can acknowledge that without... I guess the the really proper metaphor in this case would be without throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Um, right. As as Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder so so brilliantly pointed out, there is good and bad in everyone. Uh, okay, Ebony. We learn to live towards like both sides as a mode. I think there that's a slippery slope. Well, that's that's where the nuance comes in. It's okay, it's okay, not okay, an okay, overall okay, like both the, uh, sides because obviously Nazis not good. Hitler may have enjoyed puppies, but still overall not a good person. So it's well, that's where the nuance comes in. But if you look at the, there's a battle right now over the, the statue of Lincoln, and it's supposed to be the Emancipation statue. There's a black dude kneeling down, black slave. It's pretty bad. And, uh, right. And they, and, you know, so you got the elderly black folks saying, leave it up. You got the younger black folks saying, oh, hell no, take this shit down, you know, because it's making like he's our God. And ooh, he did this for us, and it just and even so, so you got that battle going on, 
you know. And then you have white yeah, people like me saying, uh, let's do whatever you want to do. I, I agree with whatever <laughs> well, you guys want to do. You guys figure it out. I support it. <laughs> Please. Well, as Jim says, Jim said, and Jim, you know, there are whites like Jim that said, take it down. Because it's not right. Put, you know, Lincoln did do his part, but this statue should be in a museum somewhere. And guess what? The statue, even though black people raised the money to have that statue put up, it was designed by a white dude, and that is his thought process. That was not the thought process of all blacks, because they would have never voted for that. But the elderly blacks that they interviewed believe oh leave it alone we th it, it 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 has a message in it well the younger mm. blacks are not seeing that they're like no uh-uh it's like we're you know we we need to show as frederick Douglass stated during july 4th during his speech how dare you ask me to represent this he came out and he spoke as a man and you should see him as a man instead of someone giving him something you kneeling next to him and he's got his hand upon your head like he's some god you know and that's what they want to take away they want that that should be in a museum somewhere and they should put up either another statue of someone else is what they're saying what, what i want to is like new art let's start making i don't even uh, like like liz said like whatever people want that's like what we should do if there's consensus great but like where's the new art where's the new yeah. monuments to like women and black folks and like, where are our protest songs? And like, where is like, where is the art about what's happening right now? I want to be focused on the few like now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Where's where's yeah. that? I don't feel like we've. I don't know if it's because music is trash these days, or like it's corporate controlled, or whatever. But like, where's our Bob Dylan? Where's our? I was just thinking what? that. I think it's Eminem. Oh dear God. <laughs> no. He just released a song. It's actually very good, and he's oh, like good. a fine wine. He he just gets faster with age. I don't uh, know if that's what he's saying. Have you have you heard the? Uh, well, I guess now they're just the chicks. They're not the the Dixie chicks anymore. But have you heard their new single, March? No, I haven't. Oh yes, uh, it's very yeah, it's good. I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the video. It's good stuff. And uh, there's there's another good one out recently by some old school rappers. Childish Gambino? <laughs> yes, yes. Very old old rappers. That ain't Childish rap. Gambino. That's not rap. No, that's uh, this is America is trap. But what was yeah. it is was it last year or two years I, ago that this is America came out? I don't know. It's one of the things I, I understand I understand that they're saying that, you know, we should have new stuff, uh new songs or uh where's the new art that's coming out. But they have not dealt with with what the reason why people are still dealing with the old because they never dealt with it. You can't just push it aside when there are things that are coming out that people still to the like you didn't know what Juneteenth was. Right. You didn't know what Black Wall Street was. <clears throat> you didn't know I mean so when people are putting all the stuff is coming out and it would we would be moved on, like you said. And no, we we will not be moved. Like I a mean, tree that's know. standing by the water. <laughs> Maybe uh, I, did, I mean, I've I'm been with here you. already. Maybe I, I did know what Juneteenth was, and I did know about Tulsa, and I did know about these things, and I did educate myself. So maybe I'm just like tired well, of see, waiting for people you're to catch woke. up. 
Well, maybe. Yeah, but, but yeah being woke is exhausting. By yeah, the way. you know, it's like I've, hey. I've fucking been here. I've, I've right. been on this wavelength. So well, you can't be woke all the time. Like catch up and let's talk about what's happening now and in the future. Well, but I think well, also to an extent, put them in the proper context of a museum with explanations. So it's not just, you know, idolatry to this or ideal of like Lincoln or whatever, the white savior mythos. Right. right. Yeah. We need more statues of the magical Negro. We shouldn't necessarily destroy it, but I mean, like, let's give it its proper context and then let's move on. Well, well that's what I'm saying, but the, the, the people who were, if that was the case, then that's why we keep having the, the conversation of we got this whole Black Lives Matter thing going on because we keep going back to something that's still going on that you that should have been moved on, but we can't move on from it because our past we keep dealing with this crap from the past. But when we're we talking when Karens, we're talking about protests, all these Karens out here, right? But when we're we're talking about protest songs, things that are rather than like the statues that attempt to venerate the past, uh, talking about like the protest songs and current art against the movement. Is it, is it a thing? Like, do we really need the same old protest songs? Is, is Bob Dylan? I mean, I know he's got a new album out, which features like a 17 minute song on the assassination of John Kennedy, but blowing in the wind is, is that like, the hydroxychloroquine hey we tried it doesn't work let's move on let's get something new i grew up going to a, a liberal camp so sing-alongs we had all like the folk songs of the 60s pete Seeger, and you know all that stuff it didn't work the you know the folk the folk songs of the 60s well uh, i don't know i think that's not true really necessarily i mean they were good for the time today. it still holds up but, like, some of it I've does seen, like i don't know i want i I, I guess there's not much that I've connected with coming from my generation and younger, I suppose, like in terms of like speaking to these issues, really, I guess there's like certain artists like, you know, Kendrick Lamar, I guess you could say like there, there are things, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like, well, I mean, Nina, Sim to, to me, Nina Simone, Aretha Franklin, yeah, Marvin Gaye, that's never going to grow old. I'd put, if you ask right. me who would I put on, I would listen to Tupac probably before I would listen to Kendrick Lamar. I would listen to Public Enemy before I'd I would listen to Kendrick Lamar. I'd probably listen to Tupac before I listen to Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, but I'm just saying, <laughs> what they were saying back then is happening right, right. now. It's very relevant. <laughs> this is what they've been talking about for so long, and yet it doesn't go away. That's right. why the songs are still, and that's why we're still playing them. Yeah. You know, you can't, there are no Al Greens anymore. There are no Marvin Gaye. Where are Can we do protest you know, dancing? Because I've gained some weight in quarantine, <laughs> and I'd like to yeah, like multitask. Yeah. Well, I by, think that's where like, TikTok that's, is for these days, by, right? By the way, I, I figured out who I was talking about, the rappers. <laughs> I have to go through a whole thought process. All right, who's the guy that wears the clock? Okay, that's Flavor Flav. What was his group? Public so it's Enemy. Public Enemy. <laughs> uh, State of the Union, Shut the Fuck Up. Oh. That's your yeah. new song. It's fucking great. Is it? And a, they, and, oh yes. And, yeah. and Gil Scott Heron, you know the the yeah. revolution shall not be televised. I mean, Gil yeah. Scott is still relevant today. Well, I mean, rage against the machine. Stuff. Rage yeah. against the machine. Yeah. Rage which against, which rage which machine. rage rage against the machine recently lost conservative fan <laughs> who hadn't realized 
that they were somehow maybe against the police and maybe they were against, I don't know, the machine. Well, you know, so, it's, yeah, let's like let's it's, not like suck rage against the machine's dick too hard because uh, they were playing Coachella this year. So you know, it's all yeah, but sure, sure. sure. Hey, sure, you, you take the message to where the people are. Sure. Come on, <laughs> they thought they were raging against the copier machine that ran out of ink. I, you know, it just it made me think of what was the Michael Douglas movie Falling Down? Uh, yeah, yeah, where you know he. <laughs> basically goes on a white man's rage rampage throughout the course of the movie. And then at the end, like has that moment of realization, like I'm, I'm the bad guy. It's like, yes, yes, you are. And I think for the, for the conservatives who realized what, what rage against the machine was talking about, I think that that was their, their falling down moment. And of course, because they can't accept the fact that, yeah, you're the bad guy. Got to blame the band. Yeah. These, these subversives. And I know I've talked about this on the, on the show before, but it's like for being a a Jew from the Midwest with an Anglicized surname, you know, there were so many times where, you know, I found out people I knew were racist because after like a couple months of knowing me and getting along, I say something about a holiday that's coming up or something. And they wait a minute, you're one of them. You never, you never told. How, how dare you hide that from us? It's like, I, and then they like went through everything that they've ever said in front of you to make sure uh, they didn't say anything else that was racist. I, I'm know? just so, I'm just so glad when I met David, my immediate question was, what religion are you? Yeah. You're Save one, you're one of, of them Hebes, aren't you? I saw you, I saw you hanging out near the Hillel on, on college yeah. Avenue. What's uh, you mean Jew isn't a color? <laughs> yeah. we are, yeah, we are, the, we're like Benetton many colors and most of us don't go to the malls anymore uh, hey, hey, I don't know I if mean, you guys have heard there is a video out that, they, that the Republicans have put, put out by Larry Elder it's called Uncle Tom have you seen this video Oh my gosh. No, is it the Larry Elder story no yes, right. and the brothers so they've been trying to recruit black Republicans Right, they want they want more people. They said, you know, trying to get black. Good luck. So Larry, you know, to join up, and so a friend of mine sent it to me. He says, hey, you can use my password. Please watch a tie. I, I want your thought process on this. And, and <laughs> immediately, the fact that you called it Uncle Tom, <laughs> that's not like, dude, that's your first mess up. Black folks are not going to join up to some shit because you wrote Uncle Tom on there. And I said, plus it was Sambo who was actually the one that sold out all the slaves. It was not Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom was actually the one that helped the slaves. So it was wrong. And then they had Candace Owens and Herman Cain on there. I'm like, dude, they're not going to take her ass either. She's, you know, she couldn't sell you a cup of Kool-Aid. What the fuck? You're not going to get her. You know? And they're like, God damn. I said, he said, man, you just ripped my, you ripped the video apart. I said, I'm telling you, if Larry Elder is as smart as he says he is, then why is it that black folks won't join up with that? If he's so smarter than Obama and everybody else and all these highly other you know people, why won't black people even associate with the dude? I said, obviously, they, they do say that, that Republicans are bad at recruiting blacks or, or other people of color to come join. I said, this is the reason. Nobody shit is bad enough. White folks don't want to hang out with your ass. But now, and plus you've got orange man and in office, no one's going <laughs> to join up. They're running. I said, this is stupid. 
When I, was I, just, I think it's like, not giving uh, like black people enough credit. Like it's the same thing that they do with women. It's like, uh, you know, just because <laughs> like Sarah Palin was a woman on the ticket, that wasn't going to like fool me as a woman to like voting in for your bullshit. Just like Especially it's not going to fool black people into voting for their bullshit, you know? Right. I mean, well, you know, definitely once Sarah Palin opened her mouth, you insulted so many women like, bitch, you don't <laughs> represent me. Exactly. Uh, no exactly. Well, you're you're talking no about way. like you getting you're you're talking about the Republicans pulling their their tokens and whether it's Larry Elder or for the same reason that you know there wasn't widespread black support behind either Herman Cain or uh, uh, Ben Carson for president. Holy moly! Speaking speaking of Herman Cain, you know we mentioned last week that we were talking about him attending the uh, Tulsa Nazi rally where he contracted uh, the COVID-19 virus after bragging about how we don't need masks. So he's, I believe, still in a hospital. And Oklahoma, Tulsa, back in the news because a few weeks after after the Nazi MAGA rally, hey, there's a, there's a whole bunch of, of COVID cases coming out of there. And... It was a it was a busy week. Supreme Court ended their their season on on a big note. Whether whether good bad, there's plenty to talk about there. So one of the Supreme Court decisions uh, revealed this week was that about half of Oklahoma is Native American territory. The Supreme Court decided. Well, it's it's about time. Maybe we need to honor these treaties that we got into, which is a very odd decision to make under the Trump regime, both because it's honoring a treaty and it benefits people who aren't white. So very strange move. But with cases of covid on the rise, I couldn't help but wonder if half of half of the reason that the conservatives on the court decided in favor of the native Americans was because, yeah, we've pretty much destroyed Oklahoma with the COVID and everything. So, um, yeah, you guys can have it now we're done. Well, you know that, that where, where Mount Rushmore is, um, they stated, Hey, not in Oklahoma. (laughs) Well, no, I'm sorry. I mixed my Indians up. Uh, where Oklahoma is, where you were uh, mentioning, uh, and all of that, you know, that was where they had the, the, the big problem before when he was going to go and speak there for Juneteenth, and they stopped him because of what happened with Black Wall Street. And so he now he's, he's screwed up. He had the big rally there anyway, and you see what happened. And, there, and now, you know, you've got this big problem. You've got Oklahoma. You've got South Dakota with their problem. You got Arizona with their problem, and so reason why I brought up South Dakota and you're talking about the Indians. They they say, well, hey, we'll uh, we'll give you uh, we'll give you I think 1.6 billion or six billion dollars, and the Indians tell them no, we want our land back. Because that's what that that's what I was trying to get to. Yeah, no, that makes they want well, their land back. Let me just say that I just drove through like a ton of these hots. So right now I'm quarantining for like 14 days. I just drove through like. Arizona and Tulsa on my way here. And I have to say that from basically when I left the California border until when I reached the Pennsylvania border, not anyone was wearing masks. So, 
Yeah. The, the, really? I wow. mean, it was, it was certainly the exception, uh, not the rule. Someone actually yelled at us in a restaurant in Kansas for wearing masks. Oh so it is God, widespread no. that people are not really taking the stuff seriously, especially I drove like straight through the Midwest. I drove through New Mexico, Arizona, and wow. that it was really kind of wild. So, yeah, I mean, of course, and that's super what, spreader yeah. events like a rally are a problem. But in general, I don't think that people are just taking it seriously, period. I was. I remember playing golf with some friends, and, and one of them, he's uh, he's Chinese, and I said, "Hey, you know, Americans could really take some advice from the from you know Asian Americans or just you know people in Asia because they've always wore masks. They've always wore masks." And a friend of mine <laughs> said to me, he said, "He said that's because Asians follow they follow rules." He said Americans won't do it. Yeah. He said. They, it's also uh, about mutual respect, I mean, don't and I don't think we really excel there either. Not so much. So, okay. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, that, so that goes back to our humanity thing. We don't, you know, and we have this whole thing about individualism. You can't, oh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and you don't need a mask. What are you, what are you, what are you afraid of? It makes you weak. No, it makes you an idiot. Yeah. And it's going to, uh, yeah, that's what it does. Well, and, and I, was, I was. I don't know why they do it. I was having a similar conversation with my dad this week. He lives in, in Vietnam, in Ho Chi Minh City. And he was saying, you know, that they they pretty much have it licked there, as far as he knows. Could be that they're not reporting things because authoritarian government. But I'm not standing up for authoritarianism. But when it comes to handling an epidemic, that that would be like one of the very, very few cases where authoritarianism kind of has an effective plan, not necessarily the right plan. But that's the thing with America. We tend to confuse selfishness with rugged individualism. And I, I think yeah. it's, it's largely, it's a marketing problem because if you look at stuff, you know, and I know people have been profiteering off wars and disasters for centuries. It's a human issue overall. But you look back to like World War II when things were being rationed in America, like like steel and rubber and, and gasoline, all these things that were needed for the war effort. And there was there was marketing that convinced people that it was noble to make these sacrifices for the good of your right. country. Can I say, I, I think the best we can hope for is to try to do as well as European countries, because even non-authoritarian Asian countries like South Korea mm -hmm. are doing, you know, they're well, doing. And that's where you get to the respect and, and the, the listening and following orders that Timon was talking about. Yeah, you watch any you, you watch any Asian films. I mean, about half of them, there's a line about the, the main character's teachers. Like they talk about who your teacher was. We don't give a fuck about that. We have a, just a totally different attitude. We're never going to do as well as any Asian country. But we, there's no reason we're fucking up anywhere near we, you know, the level we are. Well, well the, what the I don't understand is the Midwest, right? And this is what I, like, I, what I drove through, is, is known for its you know, 
kindness and caring about its neighbors and all this stuff. But I'm like, not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would think. I would think that that the middle part of this country that sort of you know prides themselves on those things would actually be better at you know some of the 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 precautions that would keep us safe from COVID. They, when, right. well, well, again, well, again, we're from. It. Yeah, you're you're talking to like someone from Illinois, someone from well, Northern Illinois, Southern Illinois, and or Central Missouri. Illinois and Missouri. And then I lived in Missouri for eight years, and I so, so I think at this point a lot of that is just it's good marketing, you know. That's kind of it's like the Republicans uh, saying they're the party of Lincoln. Yeah, you, I mean at the root, and you used to be, and you used to have those principles. But things are different now. It's like the world famous K Rock. Like it's now, you know. These they, are these are marketing slogans of the past. <laughs> they'll bring a casserole to your funeral, but they won't wear a mask. Right. That's like that's crazy. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's totally yeah. true. I, I don't understand. I think I yeah. think to a certain degree it's even it's even gone so far. It's even yeah. I think it's even gone so far as they're hoping you will die. So they have somewhere to bring a casserole. It's not yeah. just it's not just that they'll bring the casserole to your funeral, even though they won't wear a mask. I think at this point there are a lot of folks in in the Midwest who, uh, yeah, they they. Well, would, I just think that I, it's a shame that we've gone so anti-intellectualism, so anti-science. I mean, all this ties together, ties in with. You know, right. Trump saying he's going to pull funding from liberal institutions and universities. It's like a literal attack on information and knowledge. And yes, and look where it's getting us. I mean, it's literally going to kill us. It's the irony is strong is my point, I guess. Well, that's why they keep bringing up Obama. He keeps bringing up Obama because they they were bothered by they, they put out that they were bothered by him being an intellectual. They thought he was just an uppity black man. Him and him and his wife Michelle. They can't stand it. They have they called uh, Democrats elitists for so long. And I'm like, dude, you don't want to. You don't want to read. You don't. So you're, no, you're reading rejecting is hard. knowledge. Well, I mean that that brings up an interesting thing. You know that sort of came out this week about Trump being what like unbriefable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he literally, I mean, this whole like uh, attacking the experts, and it, it all sort of fits together, right? I mean, right. Oh no, it it makes complete sense. Yeah. But you know, this is one of the things, and kind of going back to when you know I was talking about like the potential benefits of an authoritarian government. One of the things leading up to the election in, in 2016 that I I honestly I gave the American people more credit than they were due but i was of the mind that we didn't need to burn down the house to know that house fires are bad and what i've seen over the last four years is that for a lot of people yeah you do you know you need you need to kick them in the nuts to to make them understand that pain hurts but what can we do at this point? I mean, people are literally dot. I mean, well, so- and that's that's the other thing because then there's a there's a whole other swath of people who you can you can burn down the house and they still aren't going to get the message that fire bad. You can kick them in the nuts and they aren't going to understand that pain is bad, 
and that kicking people in the nuts is bad. They, there, there are people like the un- response and not state by state patchwork bullshit because it'll never work because people are in. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what. The but they've been is. telling them for so long, though. But that's what that all the doctors. We need a national plan. Every epidemiologist have said we need a national plan. Trump said, "Fuck you guys. I'm not doing it. He will not put a plan. I stated. I'm he won't put a plan. I'm gonna get all my buddies out of jail. He be held accountable to it, and he doesn't exactly. want to be held accountable. But he's gonna be held accountable anyway because it's already coming out. They've asked him. Do you? Do you? Uh, what is that? Did he have any, uh, do you when take has any he responsibility? ever been held accountable for anything? What? Well, they, they asked him, do you, uh, do you take any responsibility for this? He said, no, I take no responsibility. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, they're going to burn him down. And he's watching people die. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that's a, that's a great segue into one of the other topics I wanted to talk about, uh, which is, uh, the Mary Trump book. Oh yeah. You know, there, I mean, they're, there. they're still fighting it, That's fighting so her in court. That's so funny. I so excited about that and so much bullshit has happened in between. I forgot that book was coming out. Yeah. I it's, oh my God. I can't wait. Like can't wait. last night, you know, when I, I was, wait. when I was doing kind of my usual Friday night cram session and getting things together for the show, it, it hit me last night that July 4th was just a week ago, Yep. you know, and it, it seems like so much time has passed. And I don't know if that's because most of my neighbors have run out of fireworks. So I haven't been focusing on the problems of last weekend throughout the week. But yeah, there is there is a it's fresh Donald. scandal every minute. And you know, that's uh, I don't know if I don't know if anyone watched Rachel Maddow last night. It's a feature, night. not not a bug. Yeah, it's a feature, not a bug. Because if you can He's overwhelm exhausting. people with scandal after scandal after scandal after scandal, like I couldn't even list, like I couldn't even pull things out anymore from the beginning that were so groundbreakingly crazy and bad. That's part of the strategy: is to overwhelm and to flood. Yeah. With yeah, he just tries to exhaust everyone yep. else into submission. That's why his wives get plastic surgery every five minutes. Being uh, one minute with him is like a thousand years. When his presidency began, I was nineteen years old. I feel <laughs> exhausted. I'm an old woman now. Like <laughs> it's fucking. It's horrible. I'm gonna need to like I I need to do a facial. I need to get my roots done. This it, I I feel haggard. And yeah. it, he just haggards everybody. Yeah. I look haggard. Too. Hey, I am I am just thankful that uh, we we live in a state where pot dispensaries are considered essential businesses. Because amen to that. Better living through chemistry. Thanks for the slogan, Monsanto. But the natural stuff so much better. And yeah, it has. It has made coping and dealing with all this a little bit easier. A little bit easier. Not not to mention the the wonders and joys of the catharsis of of having, you know, our, our weekly uh rap sessions as the kids used to call them. <laughs> 
But yeah, he's trying to exhaust us to where we can't even turn out to vote. And that that's his goal. And he can shove that goal right up his ass along with Lindsey Graham, who fucking lives there. And we we just have to vote and, and come together about like, you know, like this whole everything that we've been talking about are things that I, I probably didn't well, know Biden, four years Biden ago. And, uh, Biden and, uh, and uh, what's her name? Um uh, Elizabeth Warren are already putting game plans together. He's working with uh, Bernie. He's working, you know, but because you have to. This going to be you a have ton to. of shit. That one, they got to bail us out. I mean, we got to. I think that there's supposed to be another stimulus check coming to people. I think the Democrats are fighting for two grand, but you know, it Republicans are blocking you, it though. Yeah, they're going to have to come up with it because and and Trump, but Trump's for it. Trump wants to give them as much money as they need. Because he's trying to save his ass. Well, he's ass. trying he'll to buy votes. Yeah, he is. You know, um, and but I just think I I think he needs to. Uh, they need to put a play. This is going to be a huge mess to clean up when he's gone. A mm-hmm. huge I, I, mess. I mean, oh my god. Well, fortunately, we example. Go an on, example of the exhaustion is that we officially withdrew from the World Health Organization, and it's kind of like I only have so much energy. I can't. Uh, I can only be so outraged. While we withdraw from the organization fighting the pandemic we're in. Well, well, at, well at the same time, Trump is trying to take everyone's health care away. Yeah. Uh, right. And right. send everyone it's back into social care. situations without, you know, any precautions. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Also, I'm, I'm getting bothered when they interview these other doctors, Dr. Burks. Burks, yeah. The FDA. Uh, yeah. And, and. The, the, the black dude Jerome. Uh, oh, the every Surgeon time General. they ask him questions, they do not answer. They are all afraid. The only one that's speaking out is Fauci. The rest of them will not speak. Anyone that's connected, the guy for the FDA, they ask him simple questions. They cannot answer. Burks can't answer shit. And I'm like, man, you know, you guys are terrible. Well, I don't envy the position that they're in. At the same time, no. Because- I- you know, they're sort of stuck behind between a yeah. rock and a hard place, uh, you know, in terms of like speaking out is the right thing to do, but will alienate the person that they're trying to rein in, you know? Right. But- I, I don't know. That's that's the that's the problem with uh, electing uh, uh, someone with that type of personality who's who's petty and vindictive and would literally put the health of a country at risk for the sake of his own ego. Yep. Yeah, who, right. who could have imagined back I, back in the more innocent times of 2016 that things could ever get this bad? A lot I of people. Did. Yeah, I, I, I kind of knew. <laughs> I was going to say I probably everyone before. at least here on this panel, before. and yeah. then I I feel like Dr. Fauci is Dustin Hoffman in the movie Outbreak. <laughs> See, I feel more like he's Dustin Hoffman in Marathon Man. <laughs> is it safe? <laughs> Is it safe? I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. But any minute, I expect them to like, like shove Anthony Fauci in the back of a white van <laughs> right. while he's while he's yelling, "Wear a mask! Wear a mask! He's trying to kill you! He's trying to kill you! Dear yeah. God, he's trying to!" <laughs> yeah, it's you like know, the the actor. Chloroquine is people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say the actor uh, Kevin McCarthy, not the the idiot Republican politician oh, from yeah. California, but the the original invasion of the body snatchers. You know, yeah. he's he's like the guy who 
originated the Donald Sutherland remake role. But, you know, it was all about the Red Scare. And at the end, they're coming for you. They're, they're coming for you. Uh, yeah, that's how Fauci is going to get carried off. And it'll be a shame, but I, I mean, I, he hasn't I, talked to Trump for a statue month. to him. Uh, by the way, statue to Fauci yeah. and, and put it where yeah. that uh, uh, Lincoln uh, uh, white savior statue is. We'll put right. Fauci there. We'll put Stacey Abrams there. We'll put yeah. uh, the oh, the true it. garden of heroes. <laughs> yeah, Ka- Kaepernick can get a statue sure, there. Sure. Rosa Parks can get a statue. Susan B. Anthony. We get mm. some fucking Harriet Tubman up in there. You know. Oh, the chick from the twenty dollar bill. Oh, yeah, yeah, we have that stamp. We just found our stamp, so we've got to start stamping our money again. Oh, right on. Uh, they refuse to put hey, her on the like 20, so we right. can do it ourselves. Book? Huh? Hey, Liz, did you read your Wife Fragility book? Your I'm book. into it. I haven't finished it, but I'm re- am reading it. And you I also got How to Be Good. an Anti-Racist. Uh, I ordered it, and then some guy like didn't send it, and then they had to close his eBay account because I think he was trying to like like take advantage of, of, of white people like myself who are like, I didn't know! And then, and, <laughs> and then let me read! And then... And, and so, like... <laughs> And so I, I had to order another one, and that's coming also, and I will read, and so I will know. So uh, I, I talked to a friend of mine, he's a, he's a Republican, he said, well, uh, I saw your article about the, the uh, wife, can I put it back? I said, what happened? He said, well, I'm not, I'm not going to read that. I said, why? I said, well, it was written by white First black people writing it. Someone's giving you a rundown of what's going on. I don't want to read that. I said, okay. And that's your problem. You and it, it's got uh, this go. is why racism is so hard because when white people when the white people feel called out like that, they back into a corner and lash out like a animal trap. Do you know what I, I mean? I, I think the right. challenge has to be, oh, I, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were so fragile <laughs> that you couldn't read a book on white fragility. It's reading a book, and I can understand where you're sensitive and weak and you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I see one I, of my things is just knowing, you know, I've been around white people for a good chunk of my life. And I, I think, well, you know, <laughs> they're everywhere. Uh, but I, I think I just this part of my my horrible view of humanity is I could see so many proto karens in in silver lake at coffee shops like reading white fragility and going oh my god i so know this person she is my neighbor is just like that and seeing seeing the issues brought up in everybody except for themselves right (laughs) yeah which is part of what got us to where we are i, I want to backtrack a little bit because uh when we were talking about statues and new art and i try to come up with modest proposals every once in a while for the show and i was i, I was sort of inspired by by the conversation and i think that there's there's a great middle ground that we can reach with these people who want to preserve the heritage of the south uh by having these conservative statues and i think the best way to do it is to get like conceptual abstract artists and have them do sculptures of Confederate heroes. 
So, you know, you can tell these these racists who want to protect their heritage of racism uh, that, yes, this is the new statue of Stonewall Jackson. And everyone else, it's just going to look like three triangles and, and, a, and a sphere. But you could, to, tell them, you, you could tell them the bean in Chicago is actually all the Confederate generals <laughs> together. <laughs> well, that was my other idea, because uh, I've well, advocated I've Lord, advocated on this show. Generals. That, you know, the reason our government has failed to to close down the prison at Guantanamo Bay thus far, who knows what the reason is. But as long as it's still open, we've got some lovely real estate where we can send the people from this administration who are most likely to defect to uh, Russia or any of our other enemies who would benefit from the knowledge they have from their limited time in government. But that's the other the other idea is to take these Confederate statues and melt them down and use it's like sort of the more modern political version of beating our swords into plowshares. Uh, Make the Confederate statues into the bars of the cells that will hold Donald Trump and the members of his administration in their new cells at Guantanamo Bay. Just basically put them in the same conditions that they have with all the little kids that they took from from their parents who were seeking asylum. Hey, did you hear that? Hear me out. out. And and Secret Service, if you're listening, this I'm just spitballing. Okay, we take the Confederate statues, we melt them down. Donald and his administration want statues of themselves. Have you seen Game of Thrones? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) We pour the melt. We pour the melting metal on top of them. Boom. There's your statue. People can come and worship it at your feet for all eternity, Donald. There's only one statue, and it's just your size. It was made from uh, the melted down Confederate statues that you love so dearly. I think that's a lovely idea. Just spitballing. Did you hear that, that, well, one of the guys uh, stated uh, that the reason why he commuted Roger Stone was because he knew that if he didn't do it, if they got Roger, that they could event that Roger was the information that he had would be the information that would actually put him away for a long time. That would put Donald oh, yeah. away for a long time. That he had to commute him. Could be. Yeah. I mean, how can you? You can't question. You can't really say that's not true. Yes, yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. You know, I think they probably they they had got like some planes that said, uh, "I'm guilty." Roger Stone has all the information. That's why I'm commuting. Right. Flew it across the nation before he did it. So, but you know what? Uh, I was saying to my husband, that, yeah, we had, he had to do it. Yeah, I was saying to my husband that we we had to get Capone on uh, tax evasion. You know, uh, we're going to have to get these guys on something else. But they've done so. They've done so much criming. That like we will get them on something, even if it's jaywalking, we will lock them away for the rest of their lives. After yeah. if we if we all vote in November, so remember to vote. Well, they're saying that he did. They, they were they were blown away that Trump would do this. That he's basically committing corruption right in your face, and there's no one's really saying it. I mean, no one's really saying no. No, none of the Republicans are saying anything. Barr told him don't do it. That he felt that. Stone had a, a legitimate, you know, that was a legitimate time for him to do. He said, man, he got a fair trial and he still would not cut him loose. And now we know. And they said, well, the guy Fergosi said uh, on, uh, I think it was uh, either Morning Joe or one of them or MSNBC or something. And they said that 
No, he had to commute him because Roger had too much information on him that would have definitely sent him away for put Trump away for a long time. So he commuted him. Well, and again, you know, like I was saying about Guantanamo Bay, uh, I, I think we're still allowed to waterboard people. So some people say it doesn't work. I think yeah, Roger no. Roger Stone is a is a great uh, great test case. Let's let's see if right. if torture actually does provide good information. I you know I don't I don't support it, but as long as we're allowed to use it, we've we've talked about this on the, on the show before. Of like there there are horrible policies that are still law because the Republicans refuse to take them off the books. Things like asset forfeiture. Let's let's use the laws of asset forfeiture as they have been used against alleged black criminals because you can take everyone's shit even before they're convicted. So, you know, let's let's do that with the the Trump family and yeah, the Trump organization which has run fraudulent charities, uh, ran a, a fraudulent university. It's the, the crimes are there. Uh, can, can you imagine the federal authorities took into their possession all Trump properties? <laughs> Mar-a-Lago I, is now federal land. Yeah, it, it could, yeah, it could literally become the, the Winter White House. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's why the, yeah. uh, the, 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 the need who is a clinical psychologist, uh, uh, Mary. Mary is, is a clinical psychologist. The woman's not dumb, you know, and she's saying that, she said, I cannot sit back and let this man ruin this country. we got to stop him. He is out of control. And I'm, they're going to find out. He, is, he's, he owes a lot of uh, Russian oligarchs a lot of money. Yeah. They're going to find That's that. Pretty I, mean, clear. I, I believe they already know. Pretty clear. Well, and that he's this nightmare needs to be over. I am, I'm, I'm exhausted. I can't, I, I can't do it anymore. And honestly, there's just not a lot of enthusiasm for Biden. I don't know if you guys saw the, uh, one of the pollsters that predicted Trump winning, as well as like the last 25 out of 27 elections, correctly said, you know, 91 percent certainty that he would win handily uh, right. in 2020. So who, you know, who Biden? Biden or Trump? No, that Trump will. Trump. That's Trump. <gasps> yeah. Well, you know, it depends on what, uh, they're probably not looking at polling. They're probably looking at all the trend lines that typically, I mean, first off, most incumbents win, right? And it has to be a really bad economy for them to lose. Okay, well. Generally. Well, hey, <laughs> guess, yeah, guess what? I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the think, stock market you know, may be doing all right. If we can Voltron all the wings of the Democratic Party together, mm-hmm. that uh, and, and I think a lot's going to depend on, like, you know, working, you know, with Warren and work, with Bernie and who he picks as his, his uh, VP, you know. I think it's going to be Kamala Harris and then Senate Majority Leader Elizabeth Warren, you know, because that's the only way that you're going to get shit done. You know, if you get Warren... Harris and Pelosi in there running the show. We're going to get some shit done. Uh, yeah, imagine if we had elected a woman four years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, more people would be alive. But you <laughs> know, uh, uh, powerful women make uh, small men's dick hurt. So, like, uh, <laughs> so uh, you know, I was, t- you know, it's we're just going to have to wait until we get President Kamala Harris in in five years. You know, or four and a half years, because whoever he picks yeah. as his beef is going to be our first female president. You know, he right well, now you know he's going to make uh, he's a queen maker right now. 
But I wouldn't I wouldn't mind taking Warren at this point because they're going to go. I mean, Warren is helping him put the plan together. The Wall Street don't want her because she's going to go into she she's going to uh, Zuckerberg with the shit that did you see how the NAACP talked to Zuckerberg? They were on the phone. He's not he's not getting rid of all the hate speech. He's a, he was one of the reasons why the Russians were able to screw us over. Oh yeah, is because of yeah, Facebook. They've already done the oh, audit yeah. on Facebook, and he was behind it. I mean, the guy. Yeah, go to Twitter, everybody. So, yeah, I mean, so they've already. I mean, Warren would definitely bust his ass up. He's done. Oh, she so they by don't far is the most qualified. Like a Warren right. Harris presidency is what I would flick my bean to for like six months, <laughs> and now it's over. Now it's over, you know, and you know right. what I mean. <laughs> but but we can still make it happen you know i mean warren or harris would be like really great but we can't i mean we can't have two uh white people in their 70s on the ticket come on come on i mean i don't know i'm a little more concerned that uh there's just a huge enthusiasm gap and that that is a big indicator of who's gonna win in november and i mean i'll tell you like i said i just drove across like 10 fucking swing states and I didn't see one Biden bumper sticker or lawn sign or anything. Um, and that, and, and that has, uh, and that has a whole, you know, racial connotation to it right there. That is because of what they, you know, that's why Trump is doing what he's doing. He's going, he's making it a culture war. Culture is going to be the big battle. That's why they're trying to, he's demonizing black lives matter and all this stuff. He, He's trying to throw up as many distractions as he can and try to keep the focus off of him because he's definitely screwing up, you know, and they're watching people die. So now you've got he's losing Arizona. He's losing right now. He's losing in Texas. He's losing uh, uh, in Michigan. You know, I mean, they're going to take him down. This pandemic. I don't don't think there's an I don't think there's an enthusiasm gap because I enthusiastically hate Donald Trump. Like I in, would enthusiastically vote for gingivitis over Donald Trump. I would crawl <laughs> over broken glass to risk getting sick and vote for gingivitis slash Stacey Abrams 2020. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like, a, 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 I, I mean, if you aren't enthusiastically against Donald Trump at this point, point i don't know it's how many your own family enthusiastically for some for else who well, do you think can help he, he can pick to help boost his enthusiasm gap or like but the thing is i mean i mean the, the 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 part is they can say what they want about biden but trump is not a leader you're shitting yeah. on your country we're going to find out you sold us out that's why this patriotism crap is going to blow up in their face all of this he doesn't care about Look at the bounty. He never did anything about the bounty. They are collecting the data, and they're going to lay it out, and they're going to get rid of this dude. He, I mean, if, they're, if they're that damn stupid to continue to vote for him, hey, so be it. As long as we get enough, if we get that just that one vote that seals his fate, I'll take it. He's got to go. Well, I think I, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's got to be a, a, like a wholesale, like, clean all the Republicans out because – you think oh that you, too yeah you think You're you right. think Jim Jordan yells a lot now and I mean he's been boycotting jackets since he got busted for turning the other blind eye against uh, the guy who was raping wrestlers in in the showers but 
you think they're mad now. Wait until you get Trump out of office. And for all of their support for bars looking into prosecuting uh, members of the Obama administration and, and all that, once the, the shoe's on the other foot, once there's talk about prosecuting folks in the Trump administration for their obvious crimes, that's when you know, you're going to see the real anger. So you got to get him out. You got to get McConnell out. All of these people who have been supporting Trump, turning the, the other way, ignoring the, the brash corruption in the executive branch, they got to go. Oh, yeah. I know it's very banana republic to, you know, we got to prosecute our, our political enemies. But these people have basically committed treason. Yeah, and absolutely. you know the, one of the reasons that they venerate the Confederacy so much is because they themselves are trying to take <laughs> this country down. And when they say that they want to, you know, support states' rights and all that, you you took an oath to defend the Constitution. And well, while states' rights are important, you gotta you gotta look out for America. That's well, that's you what you got hired to do. And and when and when they when they say, you know, you you hear well, you know, uh this is this is an issue for the people to decide. You know what the people voted for you to be in a position to make these decisions. So when when you hear a politician trying to put off an uncomfortable decision on I think this is for the people. The people made a decision when they voted for you now fucking stand up for what's right. And if you can't do that, then have the courage of your own convictions to stand up for whatever horrible idea you have, at least commit to the bit. I think that's all we can ask is if you can't commit to the constitution, commit to the bit, see it all the way through, burn this fucker down, but be proud of it. Hold your tiki torch with pride, but you know, fucking be be real. I I don't think that's too much to ask for. Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think I that. Agree. Oh wait, are we still recording? No. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Oh, good. Well, I think on on that ranty note, that is that is a good place to to call it a day for the week. So I do want to thank you guys for for joining me for our our weekly session of catharsis. First time. Hope hope you enjoyed it, Julianne. Uh, it was thank so, so great to have yeah. you with us, Julianne Simmons, ladies and gentlemen. Should, Julianne, should you so Woo-hoo. desire, uh, where can people catch up with you online? What do you got in the hopper? Uh, what do you want people to know? Well, uh, I'm on Twitter at DC Jules, J-U-L-E-S, does L-A. And uh, I also, you can uh, check out uh, an Instagram late night show I've been doing with some lady comics uh, called Let's Do 2020. Uh, We put it out every week in quarantine and we, you know, do a monologue and a desk pit and a character sketch. It's fun. Um, And it's like usually three minutes long. So check it out. Wow. Time like that. You guys should be on Quibi. 
<laughs> no, it's it's actually a good show. Uh, well, thank you for being with us. Uh, it it was great to have you. I look forward to having you back on the show again, Mr. Jim Coughlin. Always a pleasure to have you on. I want to thank you for being here. Should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and your foibles online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? At Mr. Jim Coughlin, at M-R-J-I-M Coughlin, the word cough, L-I-N, on Twitter, on uh, Instagram. And heck, if you want to send me money on Venmo and PayPal, Right on. Go to my website, jimcoughlin.com. And and should you decide to send Jim a certain amount of money, uh, you can get in return a copy of his album, A Little Off the Top of My Head. Where, where can they find that? At uh, jimcoughlin.com, on uh, Amazon Music, iTunes, Spotify. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank you for being with us. Look forward to, to seeing you again. Uh, Liz Stewart. Always a pleasure. Uh, should you so desire, where can people find you on the interwebs or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? I'm a real asshole on Twitter, and you can find me at Liz Stewart Comic um, on Twitter, but I'm a way nicer person on Instagram, and I am uh, Liz Stewart. I'm crowning on Instagram, and uh, there's a, a video. I released my first political ad that's on my Instagram page. It's called Coronaviruses for Trump where I play the coronavirus. So please uh, check it out. It's 59 seconds. Very uh, funny, so very funny. Can, thank you. It's hilarious. Thank <laughs> you so much. I think I'm going to have, if Vanilla Ice has his concert, I'm going to do another video where she's like dancing to Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> um, and like, and like everywhere, everywhere, these there are large public gatherings. I want to like green screen her into it to where she's just having a fucking ball because uh, Rona oh, out sweet. there. Aunt Rona got you guys. Wear a fucking mask and stay away from Trump supporters because they're literally they're they used to be just psychologically toxic, but now they're literally physically toxic to the point where just being around them could kill you. Stay away from them and stay away from people who hang out with them. Namaste. Beautiful thoughts. Namaste away from <laughs> them. <laughs> well, and uh, if you you can't kill them uh, with love. Kill them with fire. Uh, words that echo things that I learned from a very wise man. Mr. Time and Ship, always a pleasure to have you with us. Uh, Burn them. <laughs> Burn them up. Uh, <laughs> should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and what you got going on on the interwebs or in the real life space? Time and ship at Facebook, time and ship at Instagram, and time and ship at uh, that other thing. Oh, uh, um, Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also, you can get my CD, uh, what is that? Universal Brother on um, Amazon.com, as well as Spotify and um, iTunes, as well as my book, My East St. Louis, which is also on Amazon.com. Right on. Well, thank you once again for being with us. Me, I am Dr. David Robinson. On the Facebook, I am Dr. David Robinson. And on the Twitter, you can find me at Stand Up Fall Down. If you've made it this far into the show, you probably already know, but it bears repeating that we are on the socials on Facebook, all spelled out. We are Let's Be Treasonable. And on the Twitter, you can find us at L-E-T-S-B-T-R-E-A-S-O-N-A-B-L. We take off the E's and pass the savings on to you 
the listener. Speaking of you, the listener, I want to thank you for tuning in. If you liked the show, please tell everyone you know, rate and review us on the platforms where you listen. And hey, Corona time. Don't have a lot of things to do, 24 hours to fill in every day. So go ahead and rate and review us on the platforms where you don't listen to us. If you didn't like the show, that's fine. Keep it to yourself. You don't tell anyone, we won't either. Everybody's happy. We will be back next week. Hopefully you will too. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye. goodbye.